This is Teacher Answers, a podcast that takes high school students' questions and answers them in the most no-nonsense way possible. My name is Sam Griffin, 27-year veteran teacher and examiner of the teenage brain. Come with me and explore why high school students do what they do. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the part five of the bullying episode series, part five of six. This is episode 24 of the Teacher Answer Podcast. My name is Sam Griffin. Welcome and thanks for listening. If you are new to the show, this is the first one. You're like, heck with it. I'm pulling the trigger on this. This is the first one. Uh, Go ahead and just shut this off and go back and listen to episode 20 and start there. Um, Remember, this is part five of six and you need to have the skills that we talked about up until this point to handle the topic of the show which is cyber bullying or social media bullying whatever you want to call it online bullying there are a lot of different forms of it and it is real um and it's different it's the same and different <clears throat> to bullying uh traditional passive active bullying which is you know stuff in the hallways or at the park or at work stuff like that Um, A lot of the techniques that we've already talked about absolutely apply to this. And so now hopefully you are mentally armed with that information and can make better decisions when you interact with people. So uh, I looked up some stuff about cell phones and, you know, that's pretty much traditionally what we're talking about is cell phone style bullying and uh so there's actually new terms that are being developed in the realm of you know medical science and here here are some of the names okay uh nomophobia which is the fear of going out without your phone the fear of going without your phone nomophobia i think i'm saying that right we've all experienced this if you have a cell phone and say that thing cost 800 dollars, they're expensive and you have that most uncomfortable feeling. It's like, oh, oh, ah, where's it at? Where's it at? It's not in my pocket. Did I leave it somewhere? I don't know. That that's um we don't know. The medical world uh refuses to call that addiction because they leave that word attached to um drugs and alcohol and substance abuse and stuff like that. Uh it's it's kind of the same thing though, I think. And and they kind of agree it's kind of the same thing. Um, nomophobia, the fear of going out with your phone, textophrenia, which is you, the fear of, you can't send or receive text messages. So say your phone just stops doing that. I've actually had that happen with a a long time ago. Right. And you're like, Oh crap, I can't. And you just, you feel absolutely isolated. And the other thing that I thought was interesting and I put it on my notes here is called phantom vibrations. Have you experienced this? You've had it in your pocket. And it's like, oh, I think I just felt my phone vibrate, but it didn't. Phantom vibrations is the feeling your phone is alerting you when it really isn't. That's pretty interesting. You know, um, here's some other interesting stats before we even start talking about bullying on the cell phone. Um, Because do people use, are people looking at their cell phones too much? Yeah, there's just no doubt. I'm preaching to the choir. We all know it, but we're all hooked on it right um excessive cell phone use 
among teens is so common that 33% of 13 year olds never turn their phone off like ever. And maybe their parents are not limiting the cell phone. That's a problem. Okay. If you have a 13 year old, they need parented. And one of the things you might want to do is take that phone at night. Okay. Um, just a suggestion, but 33% of 13 year olds never turn it off. Um, teens now just looked it up and took a variety of sources. And this is kind of an average here. Te teens spend an average of about seven or eight hours a day on their phone looking at it. Okay. What? I I'm 49. I'm 49 year old. Um, my screen time is around, uh, it's like an hour and a half or less. Usually it hovers between an hour and an hour and a half a day. And, and that's a lot, all right? Seven to eight hours a day. That's a full-time job. It's a full-time work day. You put in an eight hour shift. Now this is off and on throughout the day. Um, but that, that is the average. Now, you know how averages work, right? Some people are doing it much less than that. And some people to bring that average up are doing it way more than that. Like never stopping. They have it in, you know, the bathroom or wherever. They never stop. Ages eight to 12 are an average of four hours, four to five hours a day. Eight, an eight year old on the phone four to five hours a day that is becoming the new norm um now cyberbullying, right um we know something about our brain and people have been studying this longer than we've all been alive uh and it's scientific fact that our logical brain prefrontal prefrontal cortex is not developed until about age 25 in your early to mid twenties is when that thing you start being able to fully make logical decisions. So what we're doing, well, before I even go to that, I mean, the other thing is we know that, uh, cell phones, um, create a dopamine hit in the brain, right? Cause it feels good. It's like, Oh, look, 12 people shared my thing or, um, I got a hundred likes on this or something like that, or somebody responded, Oh, you're so pretty that, that boom, dopamine, boom, dopamine, just like that. And that can be addictive, right? Um, same thing happens when you, uh, you know, eat a pizza or you do something that gives you pleasure. So that's, that's dopamine and it creates a cycle, right? We, we know that too. Um, so we got to make sure that these eight year olds all the way up to, um, teenagers learn how to work with that and limit it. Um, that's like of ultimate importance, right? Uh, because if you're looking at stuff and you're comparing yourself to other people, and other people aren't posting realistic stuff, or you're comparing yourself to Hollywood, right? Uh, that's going to cause depression. 
it just is and it's going to cause anxiety for sure if not depression and so on so hey the, here's the other thing with that phone thing so if you're spending seven to eight hours a day on your phone uh here's an interesting little factoid for you maximum security prisons there are some maximum security prisons that require the prisoners to be outside for two hours a day two hours of sunlight a day in a maximum security prison do you get two hours of daylight of sunlight a day are you outside two hours a day the fact is one out of every two kids spend less than an hour outside one out of every two kids spend less than an hour outside but maximum security prisons require two hours outside you know so maybe as parents we should do that and sometimes sometimes a day goes by and it's like did anybody go outside tonight? <laughs> I mean, you know that that just happens it, it does it does uh so are we addicted to this well probably and with all that in mind the overuse the underdeveloped logical thinking brain so already teenagers uh i love teenagers that's fine that's like my life is spent teaching teenagers uh but the logical this part of the brain isn't developed yet okay uh, that's a fact okay it's not me running on teenagers it's just a fact so you couple that with the excessive use of cell phones and the probably with, with the illogical brain all going full steam ahead probably looking at stuff that's uh you know not the best for them right whatever that is or make maybe uh taking part in ganging up on somebody uh bully style or taking part in it or witnessing it so um I'm going to go into cyberbullying here. So, uh, I, I came up with this. <laughs> okay. And, uh, everybody just take a breath here for a minute. So, uh, I, I got three types of cyber bullies. Okay. That I've came up, come up with here and there's probably more, but, but this is the, the, the three types of, uh, cyber bullies and, and cyber victims here. Um, the first type is the overextender. Okay. And I think a lot of people do this and you can do what you want, right? That's the country we live in. You can do what you want. Uh, but if you overextend and you share everything, and I mean, everything, every thought, every picture of yourself on social media, then that could potentially uh, paint a big old giant target on you for bullying. It's like, here I am, pick at all of my insecurities because I've told you what they all are. That's an overextender right there. Don't, don't do that. Don't do that. I've had this conversation with my kids. Don't do that. You can post stuff that's productive, but don't just overextend and tell people how, you know, uh, just randomly out putting it out there about you know um you know what makes you sad and 
you know, just, just to try to get somebody to, you know, try to say something nice to you, you know, that's, that's what I'm saying. That That's dangerous stuff right there. Cause what you're doing is you're just, uh, it's like I talked about in, oh, what was it? Episode 22, the mindset of a victim. It's like rolling your car window down and leaving the wallet on the seat, getting out and going into the mall and just hoping nothing bad happens. We'll just hope that goes okay. It's not going to go okay. It might, but it may not. Don't overextend on the internet. The other type is the wussy. I call it the wussy bully. Okay. And this is probably the most common type of cyber bully. Um, the wussy bully hides behind the keyboard and runs on people. They just hide behind it. Right. These type of people would never walk up to someone in the hallway and call them an idiot or they're fat or ugly, but they would do it behind the old keyboard. Right. These people can do massive damage to your kid or you. The wussy bully. Don't underestimate them. The last type of... I guess it's a bully. It's more of a bully victim thing. I call it the self-inflicted victim. The self-inflicted victim. Here's what I mean. It's like people who borderline troll stuff on the internet. They'll put a post out. Okay. It's a really flamey post. You see this all the time. It could be political. It could be just about some issue or some person. But it's the... You know, the self-inflicted victim is is the someone that's like, I can't believe people are calling me names for what I put on social media. It's like I'm saying semi-racist stuff, and then people are calling me a racist. Well, first of all, there is there are no semi-racist stuff, right? It it, it is. It's racist. There's no semi-racist. <laughs> you can't. <laughs> You can't light the dynamite, throw it, and then complain that it something hit you. Don't do that. And you can do this in ways that you don't even think you're doing it, right? This could this doesn't have to be some political statement just to get everybody all fired up and yelling at each other. That's kind of bullying, by the way. I mean, by definition, it it kind of is. You're certainly, um, you're certainly asking for it. It would be like walking down a hallway yelling something stupid, right? Just to see what someone would do. You need attention. You need to feel important. These are the things that are the bully's needs. If you're trolling on the internet, it's kind of a bully situation. So it does. I still love you. I do. But you're creating a problem for yourself. You are. You're creating a problem for yourself. And it may not be the most mature thing. So keep it productive. The world would improve if we all did that. No question. Um... I'm going to go back to 
a thing that I have said. If you've listened to all these episodes, you've heard me say this a couple of times. Here it is again. Uh, crap my mom and dad taught me. Okay. I'll get to that in a second. I, I've uh, sur- kind of surveyed. I've talked to my students. You know, this is a big thing. Bullying, you know, leads to um, really horrific things. It really can. It could be lifelong pain, suffering, uh, not able to break the cycle and get out of it. And you just become a victim lifelong because of fear, right? That happens. Um, Or it could be worse. So I was talking to my students at the end of sometime in the winter. And uh, I said, how many of you have been victim of cyberbullying? I had like a poll thing, so it was anonymous. And and a lot of them said, yeah, uh, I have. It was the majority. And uh, at least in that particular class that I remember. And then um, I said, how many have not? And someone raised their hand. I said, if anybody wants to say anything, they can. And when one person raised their hand, it was a boy. And he said, uh, he says, I've never, I've never been a victim of bullying. And I said, why? And he goes, and here it is. The best advice you're going to hear on this podcast today. I said, why do you think I said, you saw the percentage of people that say they are bullied. What is your secret? Why are you not one of the people getting bullied on social media? And he said something. He said, I mind my own business. This is going to be a chapter in a book I'm going to write called crap. My mom and dad taught me mind your own business. The world would improve if you minded your own business. Work on yourself, you know, that's the key to it. Work on yourself. If you have something good to share that may help someone do that, share it. Okay. So don't be a self-inflicted victim. I'm going to talk about that with an example here in a little bit. Um, Cyberbullying stats, uh, 43% worldwide report being bullied online. Okay. Now what makes cyberbullying different than regular physical or active bullying, passive or active bullying? Like we've talked about all, all the way up to this point. Okay. And all the other episodes that you definitely desperately need to go back and study and listen to. I really think I'm, I'm very proud of them. Like, I think it's, I think it's complete. Uh, there are a couple derpy derp things that I said in there a little bit, but if overall 99.9% of it, I stand behind. Okay. Um, so 43% of the kids report being bullied online. Now, what makes it different is this fact, and this is armor for you to fight cyberbullying because it, it it absolutely is easier than fighting passive or active bullying like in the hallway okay uh, i will try to prove that to you or at least give you some tools to uh, see it the same way i do okay 40 percent of cyber bullies these are the people doing it engage in it for fun that is what makes it different that bull, a bully in the hallway, are they're not doing it for fun under under the hood, <clears throat> under the hood. 
something is going on there. Because we know that people hiding behind the keyboard doing bullying, calling you ugly, and you need to not post selfies anymore. No one likes you. That kind of stuff. They wouldn't do that to their face. I mean, maybe they do, but 40% of them do it just for fun. Their self-esteem may be high. And they're just twisted into a world because they're spending eight hours or more per day on their phone. They're losing a little grip of human interaction. There's no question. No question. 40%, remember this, 40% of cyber bullies engage in it for fun. So, you should avoid, whenever possible, putting yourself in the way or putting yourself in a position to be bullied. And this is what I talked about before, situational awareness. You know, you learn that in self-defense class. If you take one little self-defense class at like a, a gym after school or something, first of all, you won't learn much, but they may tell you some profound things like, hey, uh, if you're walking from a parking lot into a building, do it through the light. Walk close to the lights, not out in the dark. That is called situational awareness. The same thing is online too. If you are putting yourself out there and painting giant targets on your back to invite bullying, quit it. That's step one. Stop doing that. Right? Mm. So, do you know how teenagers know how to smile? <laughs> I'm 49. There are some 49-year-olds listening to this, or more, or somewhere, maybe 30s, pre-cell phone, pre-smartphone. So if you graduated, say, 10 years, 12 years ago or so, uh, you didn't know how to smile for the camera. It was all awkward and like, and people were like, say cheese. How do I smile? Say the word cheese. Right? <laughs> Now, take a picture. If you say, hey, we're going to take a picture, what happens? Everybody smiles, heads at the right angle, turns slightly to the right, hips are out, one leg is cocked a little bit, out, one knee bent, right? Shoulders back and square to make themselves look good, right? Because they're practiced at that practiced this is what i'm talking about you should practice against bullying but we don't do that we don't practice it should be a class in school or at least part of one called the how to kick button life class or something like that you know somebody make that class would help the world i think but uh selfies so how would you handle it if somebody said uh, something like three people commented on you and said, you're ugly, you should stop taking selfies, and no one likes you, right? Would you just go in a hole right there? What would you do? Oftentimes, people bullying have no idea what impact it has on the person. 
it may be it, you may have just torn someone down like to the bone when when you said stuff like that so if you if you are bullying someone and you're saying stuff like no one likes you right and that whole uh passive bullying stuff it's super dangerous and you can't do that now what if you're on the other end of that um well there are like four things that i found after looking at this stuff that you should probably consider doing as far as social media uh stuff goes okay so we'll call it this just things to do one check your privacy settings see who can see your stuff right and limit it limit it to the people who you give permission to don't just open it up to the public especially if you're like a young person come on right two don't respond or retaliate this is the hard part but when you do you are pouring gasoline on the fire and it's the same bully technique if somebody says you're ugly in the hallway i'm not ugly you're ugly you can't say that you can't do that don't do that that's exactly what the bully wants no one likes you you should stop taking selfies what, what are you gonna do i i have the answer block them just immediately somebody that has the capacity to do that to say no one likes you that this person is not your friend it's not it's not your friend you don't need them and technology has built in a way to deal with this person block them unfriend them whatever you have to do it's like the kid in the hall in the first couple episodes of this bullying series when the kid's terrified to go to school because there's this person who is just menacing this this dude calling him an idiot every day and what other names and whatnot he doesn't have a block button do you get that he doesn't know how to get out of this situation if he had a block button would he press it yes he would you behind that phone have a block button i think you should be pressing it more what would happen to someone if they're like you don't you're ugly no one likes you you should stop taking selfies and say everyone blocked that person they're all alone everybody just won and the bully lost boom but that's not what happens we, we live in this world where we think that's not only funny i guess um and by the way that's called being a bystander and remember uh, if you listen to episode 20 i read you research about how that wrecks your world just watching it happen just reading it taking part in it you are a bystander in that right block the person life is too short to deal with buttholes it is it's just too short block them p 
period. Hey, maybe they come around and maybe give them a second chance, but, but don't sit there and take it. Just block them. Boom. Delete. Remember that's not ignoring. You got a built-in defense mechanism for this crap on social media. Block them. Never hear from again, again, unless they have the guts to come up to you in the hallway and say it. But 40% of all cyberbullying won't do that. And that's a chunk, right? That's great advice. <clears throat> if you can't escape it, uh, deactivate your accounts and step away from it. All right, that's just what you do. That's the equivalent of switching schools, which should always be a last resort, right? Um, here's the other thing. Here's the other reason why cyberbullying has, uh, which I think is easier to deal with, is you have evidence. You have concrete legal evidence. If somebody says you need to die and kill yourself, well, that is illegal. Like you can't say that or I'm going to kill you. They screenshot it. Right. And now you have evidence and that's stuff you need to report immediately. Any of that kind of deafy stuff. Right. Take it seriously. That's an advantage you have. That stuff never goes away, by the way. All the fools posting that stuff out there worldwide. It's going on every second of the day. I'm sure of it. That stuff is not going away and it makes you look bad. And if you are still after listening to my podcast, so delusional that you think that it's okay to think you don't care what other people think about you. Remember the only time it's okay to do that is if a bully is menacing you. It's okay to shut that off and not care what he thinks and delete them like blocking. It's like a block button, right? Uh, but for your friends and your family and your teachers and people who are there, whether they care about you or not, be an upstanding person, have a little respect for yourself, right? It's important what people think about you. Um, Let's see here. I have some advice, a couple things, a fair amount of kind of like just random advice things. Um, before I do that, I got one more statement. You don't need an audience for your life. Okay. Uh, you don't have to say everything and what you can't do is be that self-inflicted bully or self-inflicted victim. Either way, like say you're, say you're a girl and you put something out there. That's like you put and, and say, say you're pretty, right? And you put something on social media and it's, uh, it's like Snapchat or something like that. First of all, even though that goes away, people are going to have a record of it, right? They're going to take a screenshot of that. And, uh, I'll get to Snapchat in a minute, but like, um, they, take something that says people are so jealous of me because I'm so pretty. H how, what do you expect people to do with that? When you say something conceited like that, what do you think people are going to do? 
they're going to run on you is what they're going to do. That is a target. Whenever you do that, there's no respect in that. There's no self-respect in saying something like that. News flash. I'm so pretty. You're all jealous of me. Okay. There's no self-respect in that. When you're doing it publicly like that. It always cracks me up when I see people that are 18 years old that have 2,500 friends. You don't have 2,500 friends. You don't even know 2,500 people. I, I would seriously doubt it. You know, you're just opening the door for who knows what to come in there. So watch it. Treat, you know, treat yourself with respect and you'll get some, you know. Um, but, but don't say stuff like that. Okay. You're losing a grip on reality. When you say stuff like I'm so pretty and y'all are jealous. Okay. Y'all are going to be ganging up on this girl. Okay. For sticking out like that. It reminds me of back in the day, uh, in the mid nineties, I believe when the goth thing, do you even remember that? Okay. The goth thing and people, it was not uncommon cause dress codes really weren't a thing then. Uh, but you know, that people would shave their hair, shave their eyebrows, paint their head white and make black circles around their eyes. Like there was a skull head. And then they would walk down the hall and people would call him a freak. What do you think is going to happen when you stick out so far like that? It, society has rules fair or not okay society has rules if you stick out that far people are gonna go even people with common sense and self-respect are gonna go what the heck right they may not call you a freak depending on how open-minded they are but they may be like this is gonna you know think this is gonna be a problem for that person so I, re I remember people doing that you know it didn't end well either learn from that but remember you don't have to have power battles with victims when you're behind the keyboard many bully for fun and the bully that chooses to do it are most likely doing it for the same reasons um just to you know satisfy the bully needs which is to feel important to be significant and to stand out um but you can you can get around this by blocking them if you don't like what they're saying. Um, if it gets to the point that people are telling the victim he or she is worthless or worse, you need to immediately get help and inform others. That is just for sure. It cannot happen. People can get pushed over the edge really fast um, because they can get saturated in this world. And we know that cell phones leads to anxiety and depression. Just does. Eight hours a day on that comparing yourselves to other people's finish lines that is not good it is not good unless you know how to use it right take screenshots and protect and back up that evidence and protect your accounts for sure um being online is a non-stop event with kids and teenagers and adults you're not going to get away from it unless you limit it. I, I'm a firm believer in taking your kid's phone at night. Okay. They're just shut off. 
at 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock, whatever it is, whenever bedtime is, everybody should go to bed at the same time and wake up at the same time. That is statistically proven to be a, a factor in determining successful people. I mean, don't think I'm preaching to you. That's just what it is. You know? What happens when a teenager has their phone at night? They stay up on it all night, right? And then they're sleeping in class. The grades start to go down the crapper, you know? Um, so there are apps, and I've talked to students about this that say they use it all the time, that they run these apps on their phone that will limit the amount of time they spend on, say, Instagram. And it will just let you have a half hour or an hour or whatever you set it to be. Don't set it for four hours. That's too much. Set it for an hour and see what happens. And after an hour, it just shuts it off and you can't use it until tomorrow. And they actually say they like it. So <laughs> I don't know how long that I never really followed up with them of how long that lasted. Do you do that? Do you limit it? Curious. Email me at teacheranswers at gmail.com. I would love to know that. Limit it to, if you could limit it to an hour a day, think about hour a day. Do you go exercise for an hour a day? If you did, you would see the world differently. If you walked for one hour a day, try it. Try it for two weeks straight. I guarantee you, you will be a happier person just doing that. If you wake up at the same time every day, and go to bed at the same time every day and walk for one hour a day. If you do those three things, I can, I, I don't have any proof. I, this is no money back guarantee, but I really believe that you will be a happier person. And then mix in uh, limiting social media time a little bit and just do some really hard work. That'll help. That'll help your uh, confidence. It'll help your self-discipline. And people will respect it. I wish people thought their posts out before they post it. And say stuff like, okay, I'm about to send a flamey, ranty thing. Or you're sharing someone else's bullcrap. Okay. It's not even your thoughts. Guess what, though? If you put it on your social media stream or your, uh, your page, it is your thoughts. See what I'm saying? You just said, I agree with this 100% post share. You can't do that. You know? Oh, look, I just shared a semi-racist thing on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Oh, I didn't say it. Someone else did, but you shared it. That means you agree with it. You have the, you signed on for that responsibility. That's how society works, right? Um, don't forget to mind your own business. That's the best way to stay out of cyberbullying. Learn from that kid in my class. What is your secret? I just mind my own business. Yes. Yes, yes, and yes. Smart. Don't let someone take your phone and say something in your name. Never. Don't do that. Let me see your phone for a second. Mm -mm. 
block people, keep the evidence, tell the correct adult. Um, if, and here's something else. And I, I may have forgot to say this in the uh, last episode 23, which is about kind of like what to do when bullied. <clears throat> we talked a lot about the power game, right? Uh, remember this one. If people are trying to bring you down, you are above them. I saw a poster that said that that's exactly what we're talking about. If you just this, I'm going to tell you the most self-empowering victim thing ever. If you are a victim of bullying, your power level is higher than the bully. Always. 100% of the time. Unless it's cyber. Did that just blow your mind? Only you can lower that power. And you do that by falling into the victim mindset. And you need to listen to that episode if you've skipped it. For sure. Oh my gosh. You have to listen to that one. I think it's my best one. Okay. If you, I ask you on episode 20 to reflect on the statement. If you teach a kid how to behave and function in the world properly, they will feel better. You can't teach a kid just to feel better. If you teach a kid to behave and function in the world properly, they will feel better. And that, you know, if they're spending eight hours per day on their phone, you had better as a parent teach them to behave and function in the world properly. And you might want to take a look at that phone a little bit. Mm -hmm. If they don't have the courage to say it to your face, then they really aren't that strong of a person. A bully who just hides behind a keyboard, that's a weak person. It is. Just remember that. If somebody's like, you're so, you're so dumb, stop taking selfies, no one likes you. That person is about as a pea-brained of an ant. Okay? Only you can let them win. B-L-O-C-K. Block them. Immediately. Boom. Delete. Move on with life. This is not a factor. If you have that attitude, there is a small chance of you getting bullied. Very small. You've taken a lot off the table right there. Okay. People reveal themselves to you. They reveal themselves to you. Open your eyes up and look at it. If they got nothing to offer you, they do not deserve one bit of your energy. <clears throat> Teachers are required to report bullying, including cyberbullying. If you have to tell us, but you have to tell us, okay? You have to tell people. Don't keep it silent. Remember, I keep saying that. That's the most important thing. Um, but you do need to learn how to handle it correctly. And, uh, and remember, no one is as positive and happy as their Instagram page. <laughs> have you ever seen this one? You know what I'm saying? Celebrating 10 years together and, and they're, you, and you know them and they're like, Oh, they're not happy. You know, that could happen. No one's as happy as their Instagram and Facebook but underneath all that. It's the same thing. Um, don't think other people control you. If you've been zoned out, this whole episode and you're like, okay, what's he talking about? I just shut the vacuum cleaner off and now I can hear him. <laughs> Listen to this one. Don't think other people control you. They absolutely don't. Don't 
think other people control you. They absolutely don't. Don't give away your power. Because if you let other people control you, you're giving your power up, especially to a bully. They don't deserve it. They're weaker than you, always. They're trying to pull you down past their level. That will be all for the cyberbullying extravaganza today. I hope you got something out of that. You can take control of this situation. You, you can. If it is completely and utterly out of control, talk to people about it. Block people. Get used to it. It feels good, actually. You just, oh, look, I, I feel better because I don't see their, their crap every day. Block them. Um, it is your right to do so, and you probably should. So this is episode 24. On the last of the bullying episodes, I'm going to wrap this all up into one um, kind of not really a summary, but I, I'm calling it how to, the uh, the only way to reduce bullying, I think is the name I'm going to give the show. I haven't recorded it yet, obviously, but um, it's going to be kind of a, a wrap up session and kind of a message of hope for people suffering with bullying because I know they are they're suffering I think they're suffering for several reasons one they don't understand it and the other one is they don't know what to do about it or maybe they they are doing the wrong things and it's just gas on the fire it's making it worse you know um so that will be it uh if you want to reach out to me um teacher answers at gmail.com but again it says that at the end so i will cue the amazing awesome music at the end and uh, have a good one go for a walk you'll feel better see ya you have been listening to teacher answers if you would like to submit a question drop me an email at teacher answers at gmail.com or you can leave me a voicemail on the anchor podcast site anchor.fm slash teacher answers. <laughs>